0: There's a ball in the air, deep in the outfield. Got a chance. Got a chance. Gone. Three-run homer. McNamee. McNamee. Big hit. Mac just did it again. Around and around and around they go. And a bases-clearing triple for Tanner Allen. And this place is busting at the seams. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9. Nothing.
1: What is up, Bulldog fans? If you're like me, and if you're like Matty Light, you're probably here because you're sad. And I am down bad. How you feeling, Matt?
0: I've uh, definitely been better. I'd say uh, we're on the very big down bad train at the moment.
1: On a scale of one to toaster bath, how are you feeling?
0: I'm thinking stick my hand in a
1: blender and then get in the toaster bath is what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, I'm thinking getting one of those like uh, eight-piece toasters from Waffle House. Oh, the big ones, the industrial ones. Just making sure we get the job done here. Yeah, wouldn't want to leave anything undone
0: here. You know, half-ass
1: it. Yeah, you know, like a a certain uh, baseball team that I know. Yeah. So, with that being said, dogs have a horrible week. One and three, right when we're on track for the year and we look like we know we win two series in a row against pretty deep, Auburn being a good team and Ole Miss being potentially good, but not great. And we finally have a chance to put ourselves in position to have some breathing room in conference play. What do we do?
0: Shit the bed. I don't understand how we always shit the bed against Missouri. I mean, what what is the deal with that? They're always, or in the past two seasons especially, been at the bottom of the SEC, and we just cannot get the shit out of our bed. Like, we're
1: just rolling around in it against Missouri, you know, and I don't understand it. Last year, I will cut them some slack because, like, they could afford to. I mean, I'm not saying it's, like, ever good to just, like, take it easy against subpar opponents, but when you have such a lead in the conference play. And it's at the end of the season. Like, I don't expect everybody to go balls the wall. When you have like an eight game lead on getting out of the tournament. Like I, I'm not making an excuse for it, but like, I, I get it. Okay. I, I've been there. Like even in my high school days, I, I've been there like teams that I could have beat like 12. we would be like five. 0 but losing is a whole different story. and, we could not afford to lose. We, we A sweep would have been ideal, but the series win would have been fine. And we put ourselves in a fine position to do that Sunday, because Saturday, it was just Missouri's day. You know, let them have it. Don't use any of our bullpen. We had our whole bullpen available Sunday. And we just couldn't take advantage. Like... Lamonis slash Foxhall just leaves in Cade too long when you have everybody, you have the whole pin available and you leave him in when he's obviously getting tired. I don't remember the last time Cade touched 100 pitches, if he has. I don't think he's gone 100. I know he's gone five innings
0: pretty much every time at least, but I don't think he's ever touched 100 pitches in those five innings.
1: No, And I hardly, I don't even know if I remember him touching 90. I think it's always been, like, 85 to 90 has been his max. Yeah. And we're pushing him for no reason. And I know LT let that one slide under him, and that run wasn't his fault. But even so, man, like, get out there and slow the game down, something. And then Pico gets out there and does fine, and you pull him after 13 pitches. Like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I I don't understand the Pico decision. I feel like maybe they were looking at matchups, or maybe they were just like, "Well, we have all these bullpen guys that we saved for today. Might as well run some some of them out there." But that didn't help us. So I don't I don't
1: know. Uh, but, I, but I mean, like, and Casey I was, was dealing. I, I mean, it's not like yeah, uh,
0: we took we pulled we pulled Pico and put in somebody that wasn't doing good. I mean, Casey was out there dealing until that one home run. So it's. Oh, no. You know, I but I still don't understand the decision
1: there. I just had the feeling that it was going to go into extras even early. And I know, you know, you could say, oh, that's BS. Well, Lamonis probably didn't think that. But, like, dude, I mean, we were in a hole. Like, it just, I don't know, it just had that typical MSU feeling that something weird was going to happen. And the theme of that this year has not been in our favor. Cardiac dogs, nine times out of ten this year, has not been in our favor. and. uh I'm not enjoying it no. at all. I'm very
0: much not enjoying it. And I guess there's not really anything more to do. I mean, we'd have to win out our the last three SEC series. We got three more, correct? We'd have to win, have to beat Florida, beat A&M, and beat Tennessee, I think, to put us in any kind of postseason play other than the SEC tournament. And that, that ain't. That ain't going to happen. I'm just going to say that right now. That is not happening. So Postseason play? Yeah, postseason. Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. Well, here's the thing. Yes, to get to the – the 15 wins is the magic number, and yeah, you're right. We would have to take two out of three uh, from the next, you know, three opponents or somehow sweep one if we, like, only took one game against Tennessee. but. We are not built to sweep anybody. We're not going to sweep anybody. Can we beat Florida? Yes. Can we beat a and N? I don't know. On the road? I don't know. Can we beat Tennessee at home if they don't care anymore because they've already hit like 24 SEC wins and are coasting? Maybe a game. Yeah. But I we will be fortunate to hit 14 wins, and it's probably going to be 13. So the funny thing is, we're we're likely still going to make the SEC tournament. You know, even after we put ourselves in position to finally get some breathing room against the worst team in the conference, there we are nine and twelve in conference play. So is Bama. So we're ahead of them. Ole Miss is seven and fourteen. We're two games ahead of them. Kentucky seven and fourteen. Missouri seven and fourteen. Florida's eight and thirteen. And South Carolina is also nice nine and twelve. So there's, like, four teams and five, including Bama, with the head-to-head that would be under us right now, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. But, you know, there's three weekends left. And and we don't have an easy three weekends either. No. Yeah, and Florida is the easiest one. So they better take advantage this weekend and get at least two. Yeah. Uh, because if they get any less than that, it's, it's a wrap. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And it probably already is a wrap, but I just, I'm going to watch the rest of the year and I'm going to put myself through the pain, most likely the pain. um, And there probably will be a a few bright spots, but probably going to be a lot more not so bright spots. But until further notice, the the Bulldogs, uh, the last five years have had their backs against the wall and done some crazy things. So I'm going to keep watching, but this team just feels different. It doesn't feel the same. No, it doesn't. Uh, and I I hope they prove me wrong. And I don't know, man. It's just so disheartening. It's just, it's disheartening. and It's just
0: simple mental
1: mistakes that
0: we're making. Just all of these close games that, you know, could have gone our way if one ball bounces the other way or, you know, one, one guy gets a strike call or a ball call when, he needs it or something like that. It's just so simple and so close this whole time. And it goes, it seems like it's always going the other way against us. And that's just so frustrating, you know? And like, yeah. I think that umpire there today, the behind the plate, he was ready to go home. He was just like, screw this. Yes. I'm, I'm ready to go home. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And he just started, because like, he had had a very tiny zone the entire oh, day, yeah. and then in oh, yeah. the last two innings, last three innings, he just decided, okay, well, anything in the same galaxy of the
1: plate is now a strike. So That call know. on Brad was probably uh, – you remember that call that, uh, that, <laughs> that Rowdy, Rowdy – George- yep. Yes, yeah, you yep. knew exactly what I, I was going to exactly say. what you're talking about. That was the worst one that I've seen since that. Yeah, that and, was really uh, bad and that was uh, last year in either regionals or supers, I believe. Maybe Omaha, but it was sometime in the postseason. But anyway, so about a full calendar year of baseball that I've watched, and that was definitely the worst. Uh, So with that being said, I don't even know. I've got so much to say, but so little. To say, I, I, we're not even going to talk about the Governor's Cup. No. Um I just don't. I don't even feel like that. It's okay. It, our issues are a culmination. Early in the season, it was like, dear, our pitching's bad." Yeah. Well, now it's a culmination. It's like our hitting is not clutch with runners in scoring position at all. Our pitching is like getting decent, but now our Pitching staff or our coaches don't know when and where to put guys in. The only thing I'll say about Tuesday, Lane did not need to pitch in a tie ball game at that point. No. And I understand that weekend mattered more, but, like, you know, why are you doing that? It, it, that was the, the most unnecessarily unnecessary gamble that we've taken. But throw it away. Okay, whatever. Not 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 a real conference game. Who cares, right? You get to do this weekend, and like I said, dude, like Brandon was lights out on Friday, looked great. You know, bats were clicking. Saturday, Missouri just probably would have beat anybody. I mean, were we pitching great? No. Preston has got to get it together. His last two outings have been bad, but, I mean, Ole Miss, he settled down and did fine after that, but he did not settle down yesterday. Uh, that was that de- terrible. Actually, I and I love Preston, but that was awful.
0: Yeah, I, that's one of the few times I've ever seen Preston get hit and then not, you know, settle down and get it together shortly after that. You
1: know, it was um, so la- like laughable. It felt like they were stealing our signs, <laughs> like that. That's how much they were, how easy they were making it look. Like, I just haven't seen anything like that against him ever so it just makes me like suspect now were they doing that probably not but that's just what it felt like yeah I mean they were hitting the crap out of him and it was it was frustrating to
0: watch because you know he's been one of our best guys all year you know and yeah. then and it, t- d- it
1: didn't stop with him though after he got pulled it didn't stop there
0: yeah they were just they were crushing the ball I I turned it off uh we we actually went out last night we, we I went to a Texas Rangers game yesterday so I didn't get to Watched the last couple innings of that game yesterday, but uh, yes. I'm glad I didn't because I checked the score like right as we were walking into the stadium, and it was very bad. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is this is rough."
1: Yeah, I, t- I turned it off at 13 to six, um, and it nothing changed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, with today, it's just like I don't understand. You have so many options. You put up a three spot in the top of the first, like, you should be feeling good. You got all of these guys. For once in the years, the first time in the year, I can be like, dude, we actually had, like, plenty of depth for the game in the bullpen. Right. We had the, the arms there waiting. And we freaking blew it. Yeah. Against the worst team in the conference. Now, we, as we spoke with our boy on Tuesday, is Missouri better than their regular peers? Yes. But that doesn't diminish the fact that they are, on paper, the worst team in the conference. <clears throat> are there are there worse teams right now? Probably. But you got to get them. You got to get two. And, and, man, it's just, and then and then pinch pinch hitting freaking Alfred, who's hitting two twenty, and he, he's one for seven in pinch hitting situations. What has this guy done? To make you think that he's gonna go get up there with two outs and bring the guy home off third. What what has he done all year to make you think that? I'd rather see Vaughn in that situation. I'd rather see uh just keeping quarter in because at least he's seen pitches this game. Yeah. I I would rather try freaking leggett out there. Yeah, I was about to say leggett. You know, I can live with the senior who's made big hits in his life striking out. Yeah. And was and was the call that you know Slade went down on bad? Yes. But it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it, that doesn't give, you know, I'll give him some slack on that. Like I'm not entirely blaming Slade, but I'm blaming the coaching staff for putting him in that position anyway. Yeah,
0: some the, of the they, some of the coaching decisions I watched this weekend were definitely interesting to say the least. But it's
1: it's been all year. Yeah. Like I don't I don't get it. Like the, what? The, change? the lineup,
0: what the lineup thing is just really. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point where it's pissing me off. Like, why are we changing so much? Yeah, and and why are we putting guys in in certain situations that have not proven themselves in those situations time and time again? You know, so it's just like
1: was just having a stellar weekend. No, but it wasn't garbage, and I at least know that. He's going to go out there and do everything he can in the field. I still don't feel comfortable with Slade on third, and I won't for the rest of the year. I will not. No, Cameron I've needs seen, to be there.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen Luke have to dig him out of a hole so many times over at first that it just it makes me very nervous. Cam's got to be at third. We've we've got center fielders. We don't have more third basements.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jess made one of the best catches we've had in the outfield yesterday, and he almost made two on that one in shallow center that he had to die for before he almost pulled up another one. I mean, those were almost back uh, to back too. Yeah. It was in the same inning. Uh, Like, I don't know if Jess just like got with Ulimonis' daughter. I, I don't, and I'm, I can't make it make sense. No, I
0: can't make it make sense. And I'm sick and tired of watching These decisions come back and bite us in the ass. And I guess, you know, we'd be sitting here, and if the decisions weren't biting us in the ass, then we'd be praising it. But it seems like all year, the strings that have been pulled have not been the right strings, where last year they were, you know? So it's like.
1: And I know, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. But when you, the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and again. And expecting a different result. Yeah. And we keep putting guys in that have not been pinch hitting well or even average over and over again, and we get nothing out of it. And I don't know if that's his way of like telling the team, hey, like your job isn't safe because y'all leave too many guys and runners with runners on base. Well, And, like, you know, I'll let somebody else hit if you're not going to bring him in. Well, like, Coach, who got those runners on base in the first place? Themselves. Okay. Okay. I mean, Slade, what has Slade done? When when has Slade, I mean, oh, it's just, and I think he will be a good player in the future. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but Hunter Hines is the only freshman that does not play like he's a freshman. Right. And this is a grown man's league now with all the COVID stuff and all the old guys out there that look like they have a mortgage and two kids, okay? You can't just trot these 17- and 18-year-olds out there right now and expect them all to be Hunter Hines because he's he's an anomaly. In big situations, pinch hitting in the, you know, top of the ninth, uh, stuff
0: like that, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating. I don't really know what what to put into words what I'm thinking right now. I it's just I'm 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 so sick of seeing the same thing over and over again and putting ourselves in these situations that I mean now we're playing like from behind, probably are not gonna make the postseason and it's just it's like all these decisions throughout the whole year have just been it like I you know, usually Sometimes if you're watching these decisions and they're coming out well for you, you won't like you know really remember them as much as the ones that come back to bite you. But I'm just trying to sit here and think and like in in a big situation where we pinch hit somebody or we've brought in somebody to save a game or something like that, and it hasn't come back to bite us and we've it's actually worked out for us. And I'm just sitting here trying to think of something, and I just I, – I can't have any – nothing's popping into my
1: mind, you know? The only times that I can think this season, I don't remember what game it was. Von Siebert got one nice pitch hit single uh on I the I take that back. back. Leggett did too. And, and Leggett got a yeah. nice one against Bama. But Leggett also started one of those games against Bama, so that wasn't a sub, but the, the – uh Or well, yeah. So the I think his walk off was a pinch hit situation,
0: right? That's what I was
1: saying. And then Jaeger walked off the other one that weekend. So that was the 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 obvious outlier with the big one. Vaughn had one, I think, one RBI in some game for some insurance runs. It may have been even a freaking midweek. But other than those two. And I have a pretty good, base, like, memory, just, like, with sports. I mean, I could tell you basically, like, the whole starting team for, like, the 2014 football team. Like, I, just off the rip. Like, I just, I don't remember any others besides that. And, uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, people remember negative things a whole lot more than they do positive things. But I just, nothing other than those two come to mind. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm really mad
0: and I'm disappointed and I'm sad and yeah, toaster baths seem pretty good at the moment. I don't know. It's uh I don't really, I don't know where we go from here. I mean, at this point, like yeah, I I'm still I still got a little hope that we're going to make the postseason, but like looking at it being realistic, Stan. I don't see it happening. Stan. So, I mean, I I mean, I guess we're actually going to go to the tournament this year and try to play, see what happens, but yeah. that's, that's really the only bright spot that I can see in our future right now for this season.
1: The only – I mean, it's a it's a beat, a beat everybody up year. I get it. Like, if we hit 14 wins in the conference, I think we make it in. We may have to win a game or two in Hoover, but I think we would. But I don't think we're going to hit 14 wins. I think we're going to hit 13. Uh, but the only hope that I have outside of hitting 14 or 15 is I think the committee will have a little, I guess, grace or sympathy for us being we get the, we have the reigning champ card and they're going to want us in for our fan base on TV. Our fan base is going to travel wherever it is if we make it. Which will probably be something like Hattiesburg. They're going to go.
0: Oh yeah, if, if it's in that. Virginia,
1: they're going to go. If it's in, you know, is it Texas Tech? They're going to go. I mean, they're going to fill up a stadium. I mean, that those two things, right there, just are like, man, I, I could really see if we're on the bubble, I could see the committee doing that. Um, because money, at the end of the day, is everything, especially at the NCAA. That's true. So, but... and they and they get the ticket sales, and obviously they, you know, make money off TV. Uh, that's why ticket prices are different for all postseason games than um, what they are normally in the year. So that's that's my silver lining on that, and I could be way off, but I just have I just have a weird feeling that like if we're on the bubble we're going to get we're going to have that advantage over basically anybody because there's nobody else on the bubble that could compare. Um Florida yeah. will be probably on the bubble too, but their their fans don't even go to their home games. So Yeah, they don't have any fan support. Right. So I'm going to get in I know you don't have any, but I'm going to get into my what we know because it all relates. I mean, Yeah. My first is RJ probably should have been player of the week, but he probably won't get it because of the loss. That's true. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at everybody else's stats in the league, but I watched a good bit of baseball this weekend. and I, I don't think there's anybody that compares. RJ uh, was on fire. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty sad that your transfer from Mercer is the team leader. And behind him, it feels like it's freaking a freshman. Yeah. And Brad had a great weekend last week. I'm not ruling him out. Um, but. As far as consistency goes, it's RJ, and then I don't know what else. Yeah, I'm really glad RJ got got hot. Uh, what is he at? 15
0: home runs now. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's at 15, uh, and uh, I think 11, 11 of those have been in conference play, so that's even more impressive. Yeah, it is because he's yeah. not racking these up like trash homers in midweeks or like before conference play started. Like he was actually struggling in non-con, and then just has exploded.
0: Um, well, we needed him. And we yeah. still need him, but I mean, if we can't play around him, like this Sunday game like he did everything he could to help us win that game and yeah. uh, just came up short. So it's just the team team around him. It's like one one person will be playing good, but the rest of the team is hot
1: ass and I don't understand it. Yeah. So that's my one, what we know that I have that I haven't already brought up. I have a a decent amount of what we don't, but I'm only going to hit on a few. The first one is how do you fix home run horniness? And by that, I mean, how do you fix the approaches at the plate? Whether we're up or we're down where all our guys want to get up there and make a freaking daddy hack other than lane, even though he almost got a daddy hack this weekend.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a bright spot of the weekend lane lane played pretty good at the plate. Uh, better than he has in a long time. But um I don't know. I mean we're a home run we're a power hitting team and I almost wish we weren't. I wish we had a bunch of Mitches on the team like we did last year because like I am tired. I mean, unlike today where we ran the starter out in the first inning, but for the most part it's like yeah, it's like home run or nothing. And we've got too many strikeouts, too many pop flies and I'm just, yeah, I don't know how you fix that. I really do not. Uh, you've got all these guys that can go yard at any time, and that's what they're going to want to do, you know. So I, we need more Luke Hancocks. That's what we need. Some more Tanner Allens and Rowdy Jordans. and
1: We need we need last year's Luke Hancock.
0: Yeah, last year's Luke Hancock and some more Scotty Brule's. He was always
1: clutch at the plate when we needed him. Yeah, I'm not like saying that Luke is just garbage right now, but it's it definitely just not. seems
0: like his plate discipline has regressed a little bit this year.
1: Yeah. And, ma- and you know, some of that is maybe just these oms are high garbage, but I don't know, man. It's just, you know, LT is. Not hitting dingers, but like his average is still good. But he's he still acts like he's home run horny. He swings at the first pitch almost all the time. Yeah. And it's never like a choked up swing. It's always like, I'm a mash this freaking pitch swing.
0: Yeah. He's only got what six homers on the year. Yeah. That's down and considerably from where he was this time last year. I, I, I think he finished
1: with like 13 last year and he's yeah. not going to hit that. He's probably not even going to hit 12. Um, I'll be happy if he hits ten at this point. But uh, moving on, um, what's with the lineup change? Why? I, I, I am sick of talking about
0: the lineup change. I, I don't know. It's it's, it is just, angering how much we change up this lineup. Like at at the. I I just don't know, and and the changes we're making I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Like, Jess wasn't having a great weekend at the plate, but I I've seen I, worse. Yeah, I've seen worse. I mean, we we played with Lane in the lineup all year last year, and I know yeah. we can't afford that this year. But Lane's really stepped up. But uh, I don't I don't understand
1: why we're putting Quarter out there and and yeah. everybody else. If you're else. changing the lineup and late April for one guy that's struggling, you probably need to reevaluate or because you're definitely overthinking things. Yeah. Overthinking things. Leave
0: Jess in there. Let him get comfortable. I mean, he's come up clutch for us in the past. You know, he's not a power hitter, but he's one of those that'll he'll usually put the ball in play, and, you know, sometimes good things happen. So... I don't have uh, I don't have that kind of confidence with anybody else that they've been trading in and out of that lineup right now, right? Except um, maybe Leggett.
1: I don't. I mean, you can't put Leggett short right now. I mean, Lane's playing too good. Yeah, Lane. Lane is. And, good. and I'm super play. I'm super pleased to say that. Like, I'm for real proud of the kid because I know some of it had to have been middle at some point, and I know the pitchers that he faced in high school are freaking trash compared to what he's seeing now and he's gotten a lot better and, and he looks really good um and for some and it's even at the point now where like when he comes at the plate where i'm like i feel like i have certain sort of faith. in yeah. him. like not only is it oh i don't feel bad like i actually like kind of feel good i feel i don't have the stats off the top of my head but i would say in the last three weeks he's probably definitely hitting over 300 yeah
0: I think because so. he's, uh,
1: I'm not going to look at a bunch of stats this week because I don't want to throw up, but I, I am going to go look. <laughs> I'm, I am going to look and see what he's at right now. But, um, while I'm looking that up, it did, I'm assuming LT was hurt or tweaked up Saturday because, like, why wasn't yeah. he on the play?
0: Um, I heard, uh, that it was a that play at first base in the first game. Yeah. He was kind of tweaked on that. So that's why he was DHing on Saturday.
1: Yeah. I figured that's what it was. Um, and that's it is a luxury to have Luke cuz he's still a good catcher uh and you know it, we had this nice little th- three-way shuffle where you know he can just LT can just go DH and Hunter is I still I still think Hunter's a pretty solid first baseman yeah and he will so, be Luke's gone yeah so I never like feel bad about that um so that is a luxury But, uh, yeah, Lane is up to 279, so he's definitely hitting over 300 in the last three weeks because I think a month ago he was hitting, like, 179, like 100 points worse. So shout out to him. Um, I mean, we've got four guys hitting much better than 300, and then Hunter's hitting 293. Uh, I'm gonna just close the stats. I don't even. I didn't even. I didn't even
0: pull up the box scores for these games this week just because I didn't want to. I I just didn't want to hate myself looking at them the whole time when we were recording this. It's just. I know the the runners and scoring position stat is gonna make you puke. Oh yeah, I know. I I don't even want to look at it. I was looking. They were showing today just today's runner and scoring position. Stat on TV,
1: Four at for twenty-three tour. with runners on, and two for twelve with runners in scoring position. Six of the last seven were struck out. I, I just,
0: yeah. I, just I just, I just, I am just not having fun. <laughs> anyway,
1: so uh, my next little probably my last one do we need to start Casey hunt for Preston
0: uh, mm, I'd still hold off on that I like Casey in the pen but I I don't know I mean Preston Preston's been good for us he's had two really bad starts the last two weeks um, I'd give him another week to see where he's at like if it's if it's gotten mental. Where and th- this next start is pretty bad, or maybe it's the scouting report on him. They just know that he's going to throw that first pitch fastball every time, uh, no matter what. Doesn't make any changes like he seemed to not make this week. It just, uh, I mean, that that's going to hurt him, you know. So maybe in the future, next week or two weeks, maybe throw Run Casey out there as long as he's healthy enough to you know go a few innings. I I know that he seems like he is. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't make that call yet. But it's definitely in the back of my mind as a possibility.
1: Yeah, I may wait another week. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have time on our side at the moment. Yeah, time is time is working against us. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Preston may even have like a lingering injury that we don't know about. Um, and and if, he, if that's the case, he definitely doesn't need to be starting. He needs to be mid relief at best. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's just I'm I'm really glad that we don't have a midweek game this week. Yeah, because these dudes need to practice. They need to get chewed out. They need to run. They, uh, I guess, they probably need a a talking to from Tanner Allen or Jake Mangum or somebody. Um, they just like, need to like rally up, Did man. we need a guest speaker? Coming yeah, in, but their their up. problem was they didn't even care about baseball. They just cared about TikTok and Twitter. Or for, fortunately, I will give our whole staff and team some credit. I don't see our guys on Twitter bad mouthing or rambling or getting up butt hurt or you know coming back at stool Ole miss or whoever like that like at least they're classy at least we have that um you know if we're gonna go down we're gonna go down with dignity we, we're not a we're not Tennessee either who bat flips to pitchers mounds and they get mad when somebody bat flips on us and rolls it toward our dugout and throws a hissy fit I mean at least we have some class I'll give one on that so
0: well it's another silver lining. Yeah, you know, silver lining. I I'd, I'd rather win
1: baseball games if it was up to me, but well, you know, I, there there's a there's a balance. I don't want to I don't want to win baseball games but be like I definitely don't want to be like Tennessee. It's not worth it. I don't want to be like Tennessee. I don't want to be like old Miss. Yeah, yeah honestly,
0: I, I'm glad our players pretty much stay off Twitter. I I like I'm on Twitter all the time and I don't want to see, you know them shit talking other teams or other people or bar store or whatever because i mean that just shows me that you're focused on other things other than what you're doing and
1: and being on it is fine and i and i know they are because some of the guys like my stuff but they hardly ever tweet and when they do it's just like a picture of them and it's something like yeah, dog, grinding with my boys or just something, something like, you know, out here simping for, to get some cheerleaders. But, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I just like, you're just want to roll up in a ball and cry. Yeah. I didn't didn't want to do this podcast. I didn't either. And I tweeted you that in like fourth or fifth inning. (laughs)
0: It's like, it's like, I, I, these are so much more fun when you've won the, won the series. Um i mean even even you know uh, we came in what was it the two lane series that we were all sad about when we lost that one uh, on the pod, but at least it I feel like I'd rather lose to two lane again than lose to that missouri squad the the way we lost it it was just it's so frustrating, yeah, and embarrassing it's it's freaking embarrassing dude,
1: I'm tired of being embarrassed. I don't know how old Miss like does this every year.
0: <laughs> I don't know either.
1: How is Bianco still
0: alive? How is Bianco still employed?
1: So many questions. <sighs> I'm just going to take a deep breath for a second. One one moment. <clears throat> uh. All um, right man, well let me ask you something. Yeah, what's up? What's this team gonna look like next year? I <sighs>
0: right. dude, I don't see our pitching staff getting any better.
1: Well hopefully it's at least healthy.
0: Yeah, healthy would be healthy would be nice. Uh we definitely won't see Sims in a Mississippi State jersey again, so that hurts, but uh
1: not as a player. Yeah. Maybe he'll come throw a first pitch or something.
0: Yeah, once he's out there making the big bucks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think our offense can only grow for next year. I think I think we'll probably be better on that front, but the pitching is probably going to be the same, if not a little worse in my mind. Without, I mean, well, I mean, it, hopefully if we're healthy and we can stay healthy for the majority of the season, hopefully it would be better, of course, but. You know that's always asking a lot.
1: So I'm gonna ask you this first: Is it are you are you out on Foxhall yet? You think you should uh get the boot?
0: I I don't think I'm out on Foxhall yet. I'm I'm not one of those people that calls for coaches' heads at the first sign of trouble. I mean I think. He did a really good job managing our pitching staff last year. I think he, you know, some of the decisions of taking people in and leaving them out or taking people out or leaving them in this year has been dicey, but dicey at best, uh, some of these decisions. But in my opinion, I mean, he did a really good job managing our pitching staff last year. And I think he's just been punched in the gut over and over this year with so many injuries and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I'm not making excuses for him. I still think there could be better, a better job done, but I'm not ready to give him the boot yet. I don't, I don't, I mean, if we had, if, if our pitching staff this year was healthy, and we were still playing as bad as we are, and some of these decisions are coming back to bite us in the ass like they have been, then I may be a little bit more harsh on him. But I I, I don't really think it's all his fault at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the, the pitches being thrown that bother me right now. I understand the, the losing your ace and your ace closer and a couple of your good mid-relief guys and guys with experience is... Just completely not ideal, uh, in a nice term, but it's the decision making, it's the pulling and, and leaving guys in too late and switching to this guy for no apparent reason and just pulling guys also, early. That,
0: also, gosh, does Fox Hall so have the final say in those decisions, yes, or is that a Lamona's? Yes, he
1: does, he does. Lamona said at the end of last season that Fox had all, uh, Go go or no go. Say on the bullpen. So unless that changed this year, which I doubt he would go back on that, it it is all Fox. Okay. Now does Fox consult Chris? Probably, but Fox is is making the calls at the end of the day. So
0: when everybody's tweeting, Lamona sucks for leaving Kate in too long. It's not actually Lamona's. It's Fox.
1: Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you said offense is going to be better. Let's go up and down the line up here. <clears throat> Having this conversation on Twitter at the, right now. Brad Cumbest, more than likely gone. R.J. Yeager, gone. Cameron James, gone. Logan Tanner, gone. Hunter Hines, thankfully not gone. Luke Hancock, may could benefit from staying, but he's older, so probably gone. Lane, still here. Jess, gone. Kellum, still here. Okay. Leggett, gone.
0: You know. Yeah, that's uh, that's not ideal. There, I I didn't think. For some reason, I was thinking we had Lotan and Cam for another year, but I guess we.
1: Well, I mean, don't. if they if they want to, yeah, but but Lotan definitely is not. Yeah, Lotan. Lotan's gone. He's gonna be a top fifty pick. Yeah, but Cameron still probably gonna be top four, five rounds in my opinion.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Cam Brad, Brad is, is a
0: good ball player.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really will. Uh, and Brad, to me, is, is the question mark because he he kind of blew up this year, but he is 21. He'll be 22 in July. Um, so it may benefit him to go ahead and get in the minors more than it would be to stay. Uh, maybe he wants his degree. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, when you – and he still technically would have another year of eligibility the year after if he did come back because of COVID but originally before COVID happened it was you wanted to be hot when your junior year was up you wanted to be ready to dip because you had leverage when you got drafted as far as the money goes yeah, you'd be like well if y'all aren't going to give me enough money I'll just go back and play college ball. Yeah because as a senior you lose that leverage. Yeah exactly so it's uh it'll be yeah. interesting, but the, so the, the, the it's my, gonna look uh, a lot different.
0: Yeah, it's gonna look a whole lot different. Man, losing low tan is gonna suck. Yeah, so it'd be nice if Luke stayed and could catch next year. Yeah, that would be. But I guess that's that's to be determined. Yeah. I think this uh, draft is gonna take a whole lot from us. So we're, we're gonna have to it's gonna be uh I'm sorry to say but it's probably going to be this and next year. Probably going to be uh, some rebuilding years.
1: Yeah, I I do expect with with the portal though. To that, I mean, I'm not huge on the portal in baseball because I don't like a lot of roster turnover every year. But like, you imagine where we'd be right now without R.J. Yeager, or without Scotty last year. Or yeah, and. You know, we were deep without Scotty, but Scotty still played a—he uh, played second base really well, and he had clutch, weird little clutch hits as well. Yeah. But RJ is irreplaceable right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not Tanner Allen, but he's about the closest thing to Tanner Allen you can get. He's Tanner Allen with a mustache, <laughs> uh, and slightly lower batting average, but he's still really good. Um, And lower pants. Yeah, and lower pants. Maybe he needs to roll them up a little more, and he can be uh, he can run faster that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Luckily, we have the number number eight class in the country. Um, It's number six in composite rating. Uh, I think we have like almost twenty guys. One guy's already signed. Um, It's just it's baseball recruiting's weird. I mean, you know if you were listening today, Hunter Hines was the number 17 ranked guy in the, in the state, but I guarantee you there's not more than maybe one guy that are, is playing better college baseball than him that, that came out of the state of Mississippi in high school last year. I would, I would love to see the other 16 and how they're doing. Cause he's playing like he's been here a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, I'm a, a lot, Better with football recruiting because it's honestly a lot more, I guess, consistent to look at and grade players and watch film than it is baseball. So, yeah. I'm not, not going to act like I'm a pro, but. And also, uh, with
0: the, you know, it's, it's you're actually going to see 99% of those players that actually make it to campus in football, where in baseball, they could just, no, I'm actually not going to come to campus and I'm going to go to the MLB. Yeah. Austin Riley
1: or or Blaze Jordan. Yeah. I really wish Blaze would have made it. That would've been nice. Yeah. I wish Austin would have made it in twenty sixteen. We probably would have at least went back to Omaha and probably had a good shot at a at an Addy, but uh, you know, they're uh they're dogs at heart, so it's cool. But um <laughs> man, I don't know. I could see the I could honestly see the pitching being better than the hitting next year. Well, not that's, not that's scary to well, think about. At least in comparison to what it is now, like I could see the pitching improving, yeah, and the hitting taking a step back, yeah. Well, but,
0: I guess we'll have to just wait and see and see how it plays out. But uh, I think it's gonna hurt. I can say that it's definitely gonna hurt.
1: But hey, where's uh, Andrew Walling? Say what? Where's Andrew Walling? I
0: don't know. I don't uh. No one knows. He's just a ghost. He's just kind of around, but he's never on the field. So,
1: yeah, that's fun. So, I mean, like, I expect, uh, you know, Landon's gone. Uh, we should have Auger back. Pico will be back. KC will be back. Bristos, uh, that I have no idea what they're going to do. Tolar will be back. Stone Simmons will be back. Uh, Brandon Smith, I hope. Preston I hope so what about Kate uh yeah Kate yeah Kate will be back Kate's freshman so okay yeah uh, I mean potentially could be returning our whole uh starting rotation as it sits right now I would I would probably say it's a lock to get one of the two uh out of Brandon or Preston back so I don't know I just feel better about that going into next year than I do our lineup. It's right. sad
0: that we're sitting here with three weeks left of SEC play and talking about next year.
1: I almost I almost was ready to talk about it after the LSU weekend. Yeah. You remember, I, play, I played it uh, All She Wrote at the end of that podcast, and I said, is it time to start playing young guys? And we came to the conclusion that it was really, really close to time. Yeah, And then, you know, we won two series, and then all of a sudden we're – it drew us right back in just to crush us one more time. Yeah, and they'll, just... they'll they'll probably do it again. They'll probably sweep Florida this weekend and then uh, get swept down in Texas AM or something. I don't know.
0: That's about how it usually goes. Just give us a little bit of hope and then crush us. You know. So at least how it's been going this year. But uh
1: fact correct me if I'm wrong. Every year that we've lost two out of three to Missouri, we've made it to Omaha in the last five years? I
0: think so. Uh, Because I know they've won the last three series and we've gone to Omaha the last three years. Um,
1: All right. Something's in the air, man.
0: Yeah, but uh, we're usually uh, in a little bit better (laughs) place when that happens in the past than now. Just let me have this one. Okay, I'll let you have it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how much more of that crystal I can smoke. Yeah, like even at 2018, we were starting to turn it around a little bit earlier than now. So uh, it's uh, it's looking looking pretty bleak, I must say.
1: I'm not even going to talk about the power rankings because I don't have them up yet, and I honestly don't even want to type it out. Yeah, but, I uh, think you did. I
0: will tonight. I know that we are Cheeks. A&M is better than we thought. Uh, Tennessee is still, still very, very supreme. good. And uh, everybody else is just eh. So that's all I got. I think LSU is pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, LSU has actually done more this year than I thought they would. And Old Miss is garbage, and that makes me happy. It's the only bright side. Yeah, that's not even
1: making me feel good right now.
0: No. Like I want to, like, it's 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 bad that the state of Mississippi was like running baseball last year, and then this year, we are, our our last hope is Southern Miss in
1: the tournament. And they lost the UAB this
0: weekend. Oh, great! Mississippi's just taking a downfall. Then it's not looking good for the home team.
1: Okay, we're gonna cut uh cut to the chase here. What are we doing this weekend? We got no midweek game. We got Florida at home. I'm having surgery on the fifth. I'm gonna watch from the hospital. What are we doing this week?
0: Two out of three are bust. That's the only thing. I mean, we're not gonna sweep them. It's just not gonna happen. Not this team does not sweep people. It it cannot. It does not have the 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 dog in them. To do that, I don't think I don't. Know. Yeah, outside of the dog, we don't have the pitching to sweep anybody. Yeah, um, two out of three. I mean, and and that's being hopeful. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, for, well, I mean, fortunately, they are sh- struggling bad right now. Um, and I know, and, and it's at home. Okay, that definitely. Helps. To me, usually on a coin toss game, if it's at home, I'm going to say dogs two out of three. I'm probably going to kill myself for saying this. Probably going to toast your bath anyways. So, but I'm going to say, gosh, I don't even want to say it out loud. We're Yes, we will beat Florida this week. Two games to one.
0: Well, I guess we'll see. I uh, well, may have to revisit the toaster bath on Sunday, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Uh, which two days we take in, in your opinion? Um, and Friday do, and Sunday. Yeah, you, you think Preston will struggle again?
0: Uh, I mean, I hope he doesn't. But uh, as of right now, the way it looks, I'm I'm saying Friday and Sunday and Saturday they take one. Well, you got anything else? No, I don't. I am all right.
1: I'm hurting, and I don't want to talk about this anymore right now. I'm too. I'm gonna go cope uh somehow, some way. Bulldog fans, we're all in this together. And your walkout song of the week is Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood. All right, we'll talk take it easy.
0: Jesus take the